0: Welcome back to Awaken and Empower. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're talking about something that I just love talking about and incorporating into my own life. I've briefly mentioned it in previous episodes, but we've yet to dive deeper into it. And if you've read the episode title, you'll already know what I'm talking about. But before we dive in, I just wanted to mention last week's episode if you listen to it, I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. That episode was honestly the most vulnerable I've felt so far on this podcast. I was really nervous to share some of the things I talked about on that episode, but recording it and listening back to it was just really empowering for me. And I'm proud of myself for sharing what I did. A lot of what I talked about in that episode, even though most of it happened months ago, it's all still very present in my life right now. And in a lot of ways, I'm still living through it and learning from it and continuing to make peace with it. So yeah, it's all a very current thing for me, especially everything on self-worth and the state of my business and all of that. So yeah, if you listened, I hope you gained something from it. I always share my story and my truth, not just because it feels empowering to me, but also because I hope it helps you embrace your stories and bring yourself closer to your truth. And you know, I talked a lot about self-worth in that episode and I feel like that's something we can all relate to in some way. So yeah, episode 10 was a big one, the most vulnerable one, the longest one so far too. So again, if you listened, thank you so much. I so appreciate it. And if you haven't listened yet, what are you doing with your life? (laughs) Just kidding. You do you. But I would love it if you would give it a listen. I really just laid it all out there and handed you my heart in that one. So I think it's worth a listen. Now, for today's episode, since I feel like the last couple episodes have been kind of heftier and meatier, I wanted to talk about something a little more lighthearted but just as meaningful. So today, we're going to dive into feminine and masculine energies. This is something I've really been exploring in my own life over the past year or so, and like with anything I talk about on this show, I am not an expert, but I can offer you my own experience and guidance from my perspective on this topic, and hopefully you find it interesting and helpful. Honing in on my feminine and masculine energies has been really transformational for me in my life. So if you're not already familiar with this topic, I hope this episode encourages you to channel these energies in your own life. And if you already know all about feminine and masculine energies, well, I hope you still stick around because who knows, maybe you'll learn something new and hopefully it'll just be fun to listen in. So today we'll be exploring what your feminine and masculine energies are, like what their characteristics are, their benefits and drawbacks, the difference between divine and wounded, and we'll also get into how becoming aware of these energies can impact your inner and outer life, and finally how to balance these energies in ways that feel best for you. So think of this as like a mini crash course on feminine and masculine energies. We'll address the basics and set the stage for all of the magic that you can experience from these energies. Okay, so let's get right into it. So despite what their names sound like, feminine and masculine energies have nothing to do with gender. No matter how you identify in terms of your gender orientation, we all have these energies within us. You may lean more towards one than the other, But they're both present within you and you have the ability to tap into both of them now the concept itself of energy and feminine and masculine energy is a pretty spiritual concept but it can actually also be grounding and practical and a great way to understand your tendencies and behaviors I wholeheartedly believe in the spiritual notion that everything is energy and energy is everything i mean this isn't just a spiritual notion it's also a scientific notion everything is made up of energy and i think as humans we have the great privilege of building an awareness and understanding of our own energies and doing so can help us live fuller and more meaningful lives okay so what characterizes feminine and masculine energy For me, the simplest way to differentiate them is to think of masculine energy as doing and feminine energy as being. Masculine energy is all about stability, focus, logic, structure, productivity, giving. It's based on willpower and concrete knowledge. It's assertive and direct and action-oriented. It's often associated with things like goal setting and making progress and getting things done. On the other hand, feminine energy is more about flow, intuition, creativity, your inner world, receiving. It relates to your self-expression, your soul, your need for rest and stillness. It's cyclical and emotional and based in trust. So that's some of the basic characteristics of each energy, they're both valuable and beneficial in their own way, but there can also be some drawbacks for each of them if you find yourself to be leaning too much towards one or the other, and this leads us to the concept of these energies being either what is called divine or wounded. Divine, feminine, and masculine energies are healthy and balanced and reflective of what each energy stands for. When you're in your divine energy, you're honoring yourself and doing what's best for you and this can lead to many benefits in terms of your sense of self and quality of life. Wounded, on the other hand, refers to when things are out of balance and you may be relying too heavily on one or the other when one of your energies is wounded, it usually means that your ego is in control and trying to run the show. And this usually comes from a place of fear and insecurity and some sort of inner darkness. And it can lead to codependency and pain and hardship. So if you look at it this way, then technically there are four energies at play here, the divine feminine and wounded feminine, and then the divine masculine and wounded masculine. So, first, let's take a closer look at the divine and wounded masculine energies. So, when you're in your divine masculine, you're focused and determined and are able to bring your goals to fruition on your terms. You're protective of those you love without being overbearing. You're honest and accountable and an assertive leader. You basically use your logic and knowledge and discipline for your own good and the higher good, and you do so with integrity and humility and from a place of feeling grounded. I like to think of the divine masculine as getting things done from an aligned and centered place. Now, on the other hand, being in your wounded masculine energy would look like becoming too focused on achieving goals and becoming attached to the idea of success, fearing failure and always needing to be right, becoming completely out of touch with your emotions. This is when you become stuck in the mind and you may become aggressive or judgmental or critical of yourself and others. It can also lead you to avoid connection and take everything personally and become defensive. It can also manifest as a dependence on material things and getting caught up in external life. To me, being in the wounded masculine is about becoming so wrapped up in productivity and achievement and doing in your outer life that you lose touch with everything in your inner world and you lose any sort of connection with yourself. It's basically an unhealthy dependence on doing and putting no focus on your being. So now let's shift over to the divine and wounded feminine energies. When you're in your divine feminine, you're in touch with your creativity, you're playful you're loving, empathetic, compassionate, and supportive. You just flow through life and you're open and trusting. You're comfortable with being vulnerable and you show up authentically and you know how to surrender in life. You speak from the heart, you're connected with your body, and you allow your intuition to lead you. Being in the Divine Feminine for me often feels like a release and connecting with your inner wisdom and embodying who you are with ease and grace and humility. On the flip side, your wounded feminine can show up as resting too much and getting nothing done, having no boundaries or self-control, and prioritizing others at your own expense. You may become too emotionally attached to things or other people and become afraid of loss. You might lose control of your emotions and you may become too dependent on others for love you might be so trusting of the universe or some higher power that you just never take control of your own life i think of the wounded feminine as just floating through life with no agency or autonomy or a care in the world about anything it's an unhealthy relationship with being that leads to basically no doing in life Becoming more aware of how these energies show up for you can have an amazing impact on your inner world and outer life. If you're able to recognize when you're in your wounded, feminine, or masculine, you can take action to bring yourself back into the divine and healthier aspects of these energy spaces. And I think even more important than taking action to change it is to just become aware of how these energy spaces feel to you, what may cause you to slip into the wounded feminine or masculine, just building your awareness because that's always the first step with anything in life. When I started learning about feminine and masculine energies, I began to realize that I had spent most of my life in the wounded masculine. In fact, my whole identity and self-worth was defined by the wounded masculine. I had this warped belief that I was only enough when I was working hard, being productive, achieving external success, pleasing others, rising to meet the expectations of others, and filling my calendar with tangible tasks. I still have a tendency to fall into the wounded masculine and I sometimes lose touch with my divine feminine, but I've become so much better at being able to recognize when this happens and notice how it feels and decide what's best for me in that moment. I've really had to do this when it comes to my work. In the last episode, I shared my whole business journey thus far, and I talked about taking a break from my business about a month and a half after I first launched, and I took that break because, well, I was just really anxious and depressed, but I think one of the things fueling that anxiety and depression was my wounded masculine energy. I was wearing myself out with constantly producing and strategizing and overthinking everything when it came to my work. I wasn't listening to my inner voice, I was listening to all the voices outside of me and comparing myself to others and honestly just taking in too much outside information about how to start and run a business. I was getting so caught up in all the outside noise that I really lost touch with my own vision for how I wanted to run my business and live my life. Most of the information out there about business stuff is highly masculine and downright patriarchal in some sense. There are quite a few women redefining what it means to run a successful business and run it from a more feminine place, but for the most part, everything I was seeing was dripping with this narrative that in order to start and run a successful business, you gotta hustle, you gotta sacrifice, you need to grind, you need to work hard all the time and constantly put yourself out there and diversify and learn all the things all the time. I was also seeing other coaches and entrepreneurs on social media just like constantly posting on their feeds and Instagram stories every single day. And I mean, social media itself is a very masculine space and it's a whole other beast when you're trying to use it as a means to grow your business. You're constantly fighting against the algorithm just to get your post seen and your voice heard. The whole system is based on numbers and followers and likes. A lot of what I was seeing about business also just felt really manipulative to me, like using subtle manipulation to get people to buy your products or sign up for your programs. And, you know, maybe that's just marketing. Because, I mean, I think marketing in general kind of requires some sense of manipulation in order to turn people into customers. But, I don't know, for me, I was just taking all this in blindly and trying to follow it all. And, yeah, just losing myself in the process. And it wasn't until I took my break from my work that I really realized I do not want to work like that. I don't subscribe to hustle culture because I think it's super damaging. I don't want to sacrifice my well being or my relationships or my mental health just to get the job done. I don't want to work hard 24 7. I worked hard all through school and university and yeah, it led me to a lot of great opportunities and success, but it also completely warped my self-worth and how I viewed myself. I also just don't want to post on social media all the time. I already had a complicated relationship with social media as a consumer, But as a creator, I started to feel really disenfranchised and frustrated and I was putting all this work into posts and stories and it ended up feeling like I was just shouting into the void and often not being heard. I have a lot of feelings about social media. Maybe I'll do a whole episode on that. But basically, I just didn't like how I felt as a creator on social media. It didn't feel authentic to me and it just started to feel like a waste of my energy and it became so mentally exhausting. I completely stopped looking at my business Instagram feed because I just couldn't handle it anymore. It started to feel unsafe for me and my mental well-being. And as a creator, I stopped posting as much and I'm still not posting as much and I've made peace with the fact that social media for me just isn't the main tool I want to use to grow and run my business. I'm so thankful for the connections I've made on there since launching my blog a couple years ago. Heck, I met my first life coach on Instagram, so a lot of beautiful connections can happen on there, but for me, as time went on, I just realized that in a lot of ways, the harmful effects outweighed the positive. So yeah, just overall, I'm really done with the traditional, masculine, patriarchal narratives of what it means to run a business because to me, a lot of it feels really rigid and unsustainable and limiting and overwhelming. And you know, it works for a lot of people and that's amazing, but for me, it's just not appealing at all. I'd rather approach my work with a more feminine approach, run my business in alignment with my feminine energy, and that may come with some extra setbacks or difficulties, I know it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. I mean, being an entrepreneur will always come with hardships, but for me, I just feel a lot better and more fulfilled and aligned with my purpose, knowing I've made a commitment to running a business based in feminine energy. I'm still super new to all this stuff, and I'm sure I will continue to reframe and change up how I approach my work, but this is what it is right now, and I'm happy with it, and it just feels good for me. Of course, there are times when I just have to tap into my masculine energy to get work done, but now I'm much more aware of making sure that it's divine masculine and not wounded, because once I fall into that wounded energy, everything falls apart and it's just not fun anymore. There's a time and place for your feminine and masculine energies. Your feminine energy is needed to help you rest and relax, trust the timing of your life, connect with your sense of creativity and playfulness, and listen to your intuition. Your masculine energy is needed to help you get shit done and take charge and tap into your analytical and logical mind when needed. One isn't better than the other. You may favor one over the other, like how I've really been on a journey of leaning more into my feminine energy, but I really think that we need a balance of both of these energies to avoid falling into the wounded of either one, and also just to live a full life in connection with our energy. So, how do you balance them? I think finding a balance is mainly about being able to recognize when you're leaning too much towards one or the other, and when you're falling into the wounded versions of each energy. So, trying your best to stay in touch with the divine, feminine, and masculine. Like with so many things, it's all about self awareness, and it's also about knowing which energy you most need to tap into in any given situation. So, let's say maybe you have a long to do list one day, and there are just a lot of non negotiable things on that list that you have to get done no matter what, it's unavoidable. Well, in that situation, then you probably wouldn't want to rest and play around and trust it'll all get done. You'd want to take charge and stay focused and check those things off the list. So you'd tap into your masculine energy. Sometimes we just need to be productive and use our analytical mind and be a leader in order to take action and make changes in life. So that's where the divine masculine comes in. And it can lead to some really fulfilling feelings of accomplishment and purpose in life. But let's say that when you're going through this big to-do list, you become really overwhelmed and frustrated and you lash out at the people around you and you fall into tunnel vision with this to-do list. Nothing else matters except for this list. And maybe you start to feel like you're not getting it done fast enough and you start to put a lot of pressure on yourself and maybe even become critical of yourself because you think you should be checking things off this list faster. And by the end of the day, you're exhausted and beat down and completely spent not feeling accomplished or fulfilled, and just beating yourself up for not doing good enough. Well, that's obviously the wounded masculine coming in. So see how the same situation can either be divine or wounded. It's all about how you approach it, and your intention behind it, and your awareness of what the divine and wounded feel like and how they show up for you. The same can be said for a feminine energy. Maybe one day you still have a to-do list, but most of those things on that list don't need to be addressed immediately, so you take your time you only do the tasks that call to you the most, and in the time when you're not working on that to-do list, you're resting and maybe working on your hobbies or catching up with friends or just having some really fulfilling alone time. You don't put pressure on yourself to check everything off your to-do list because you know that you'll get it all done eventually. There's no rush and it just feels better to take things slow. This is the divine feminine coming into play. But then maybe days go by Weeks go by, and that to-do list hasn't really shrunk in length very much. These tasks are approaching their deadlines, maybe even gone past their deadlines, and suddenly you have a much more urgent list that you weren't expecting because you chose to spend most of your time pretty much ignoring the list and neglecting what needs to get done. Sometimes, trusting things will get done just isn't enough. You actually have to take action, and falling into the wounded feminine can prevent you from doing that. Another example that comes to mind is the idea of manifestation, you know, visualizing what you want to achieve or gain or experience in life. I'm a big believer in manifestation and writing out your intentions. I definitely see the value in that and I think manifestation is a divine feminine process. You know, you're connecting with your innermost desires and writing them down and using your creative mind to visualize it and then putting your trust into the universe that what you want to manifest will happen. But manifestation doesn't work unless you actually do something about it, too. Action is needed to bring any of your dreams or goals to life, so you need to tap into your divine masculine energy in order to make it happen. The case of manifestation is just one example of many of how the feminine and masculine can work together and complement each other, as long as they both stay on their divine versions. So those are just a couple examples of how the divine and wounded can show up and why balance is so important when it comes to these energies. I feel like most of the western world is fueled by masculine energy. The structure of capitalism itself is very masculine. Our political and educational institutions run on systems that are very masculine. Even some social and cultural norms are based in masculine energy. In a lot of ways, feminine energy is either disregarded or disrespected. It's looked down upon and seen as weak and lesser than. These systems and structures and institutions do need the presence of masculine energy, but I also think we are in desperate need of more feminine energy. There is not just one way to do things in life, and we all shouldn't be expected to blindly follow one way just because it's been that way for so long. I know we can't completely overthrow and restructure these institutions and systems, but we can start with ourselves and become more aware of how this masculine energy that is so pervasive in our society can actually be pretty damaging and limiting and discriminatory and just plain wrong sometimes. We don't have to subscribe to this way of life just because that's the way it is. It's been so freeing and liberating for me to lean more into my feminine energy. It doesn't feel weak or unproductive or lesser than, it feels so incredibly empowering to live in connection with my intuition, to embrace my creativity, to connect with my body, to grant myself the gift of feeling and embodying my emotions, to approach life with as much trust and ease and faith as I possibly can. That is all so empowering to me and it's so meaningful and fulfilling and purposeful. I'm not saying the world needs less masculine energy, because I do see the value in that too. I just think that we could all benefit from becoming aware of when this masculine becomes wounded, and how that affects us as individuals and the collective society at large. And honestly, we could all do a little better if we have more feminine energy in our lives and in the institutions and systems around us. I just feel like there's too much imbalance, and all I'm saying is that we could use a little more balance. So I encourage you to take a closer look at your feminine and masculine energy, see if you're falling into the wounded in any area of your life, and do your best to bring things into balance. Our energies have a profound effect on just about everything in our life. The way we view ourselves, our actions and behaviors and habits, our relationships, our sense of self, it all stems from a certain energy field. I personally think it's just really fun to explore these energies and build an awareness of them and learn more about them. What i shared today was just a small piece of all of the depth that comes with feminine and masculine energies so if you're wanting to learn more there's tons of resources online and books you could read and if you just want to chat about this subject more or tell me something that maybe i didn't mention in this episode you can always reach out to me at my email which is shaylenivany at i'd love to hear from you so we can chat and learn together one of the reasons I started this podcast was to connect with people on a deeper level, so I'd absolutely love to chat with you, even if you're listening to this episode or any other episode weeks or months after it comes out, because trust me, I do that with the podcast I listen to as well. I'd still love to hear from you and hear what resonated with you and learn from you as well. And that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed this intro into feminine and masculine energies. I briefly mentioned them in previous episodes and they are bound to come up again in the future, so I figured dedicating a whole episode to them would be helpful for you. If you're loving the show, you can support it by subscribing so that you never miss an episode. When you subscribe, every time a new episode comes out, which right now is every Wednesday, it'll just show up automatically downloaded in your podcast library right away. And you can also leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. That really helps get this show in front of more people. And you could also share it with a friend, you know, word of mouth is really powerful. I, for one, am more likely to check something out if a friend or someone I trust recommends it to me. So yeah, if you know anyone who might be interested in this show, let them know, bring them on over. I'd love to have them. This podcast is really a passion project of mine and I love doing it and I just believe in it so much. So I'd love it to reach more people so that we can spread these messages and inspiration and guidance and I can keep on serving people in their self-empowerment journeys. Alright, that is all. Thank you for listening. I love you lots and I will talk to you in the next episode.